Good evening, everybody. Hope you're doing well. Uh, right now it is Saturday, November 20th, 6.44 p.m. I uh, thought I'd give a little wrap-up to the basketball and football games, doing one uh, swift post. Thanks for tuning in to those of you guys who uh, are live. Appreciate it. Um, and uh, thanks to everyone who's watching it on delay as well. Uh, you'll get to see the same passion and feel the feel like you're here, even though you're not watching it live. Uh, as you know, uh, let's start with football. Your, your Purdue Boilermakers, uh, led by Aiden O'Connell and Milton Wright, beat Northwestern today in Wrigley Field, 32-14. to And the big story of that game, there's a couple big stories, but uh, one big story is they were playing in a, a baseball venue, which is unusual. But second, of course, uh, Purdue really handled their business in the second half. The passing offense got rolling. Northwestern has a very good pass offense. You, you, you can see why, too, when you watch them. They do a couple things. Number one, they've got very good cover corners. They've got a good safety. But they also really drop a lot of guys into coverage. They have a three-man front they show a lot. They have a four-man look. But they're, what they do for much of the field, three-quarters of the field, is they're not sending much pass rush. So O'Connell had a lot of time, and he's pretty good when he has time. Uh, he got sacked a couple times. I'm not sure exactly how many. I don't have that number in front of me. But um, he had time, and he got into a lot of rhythm in the second half. They decided to take David Bell away by bracketing him, and Milton Wright went crazy on a chair route, on a go route, uh, was killing him underneath as well. Um, very, very, very good day from a hands uh, standpoint for Milton Wright. Milton Wright, of course, had eight receptions, 213 yards, three touchdowns. David Bell, a paltry 12 receptions, 100 yards, 101 yards, pardon me, no touchdowns. Um, but uh, still a pretty solid day. Another interesting thing, I thought Purdue would win the, uh, the game by taking the run to them because Northwestern's you know meager front, these three-man fronts, their, their linebackers are pretty athletic, and so they are pretty good side-to-side, -side, and they had the ability to stretch out plays. Horvath had a couple really good runs early where he stiff-armed plays and extended them, but still wasn't, wasn't getting the pop that they wanted. It's almost like they needed a uh, kind of a home run hitter out of the backfield, and they really don't have that any of the three running backs that play significant amounts. But Horvath still averaged four yards a carry, 10 rushes, 40 yards, but they kind of, I don't want to say abandoned the run because that means it seems like you're, you're kind of uh, throwing up a white flag, and I really don't think that was the case at all. It was just uh, Brom recognizing the situation that Purdue could pass on these guys. And the other thing that was uh, kind of against Purdue, it seemed like the ability to run uh, was hampered by the field conditions. If you didn't watch it, if you weren't there, field was coming up in chunks. Uh, Purdue had two mishaps on special teams, different kickers, of course. Uh, one kicker, inadvertent uh, onside kick to begin the second half. Purdue recovers. He kind of slid the ball forward, and they uh, missed a field goal. And Northwestern had problems with that, too. If you look at the kick that was blocked by Karloftis uh, early in the game, Purdue was up 3-0. to zero. Northwestern looked to match, I believe. I don't think I don't think it was 0-0 zero, zero at that point. And Karloftis blocked it with about his forearm um, pretty easy. Yep. Actually, there was a second kick that Purdue botched, too. Okay, Purdue had a second kick, kick botch too, says LBD. So, uh, but big story, of course, uh, was Milton Wright, huge day. And then Aiden O'Connell, again, looking like the best quarterback in the Big Ten, if not the second best. C.J. Stroud had a huge game. He had 396 yards and a half today, six touchdowns and a half. Uh, absurd numbers. Uh, and Michigan State made Purdue's um, Getting whipped by Ohio State looked like it was nothing because they just they were controlled from the jump, and Ohio State did not let off on them either. But Aiden O'Connell, 29-39, of 72% completion percentage, uh, three touchdowns, 423 yards. A 
really noteworthy day again for Aiden O'Connell. He just keeps doing it. And the question I would have to say, oh, uh, Handel Jones says, how much do you love BTN, Dowd? Thank you for bringing this up. Sorry, I kind of switched back and forth between this. And I do not like BTN at all. And I made it very apparent to them. I was hitting them pretty hard on Twitter, if you're on there. I was just pissed off because I, I don't like it when someone promises something doesn't deliver. And over and over, the Big Ten Network has not delivered on their end of the bargain. People get the subscription to cable. Most people that I know that are in my age group, a little bit younger, have live TV for sports. That's it. And if you're a Purdue person who bleeds gold and black like you and I do, and then to get to the game, get to Saturday when you think you're going to have the game, assuming that the Big Ten Network will have it because it says it'll kick off on noon on BTN and then it's not there, that's bullcrap. And so I called them out over and over and over on Twitter. Eventually they fixed one of their problems, but they still had Purdue on an overflow channel, which really hurt the broadcast. Quality of broadcast was bad. The production was lousy. The screen went black at least two or three times. The broadcasters, the two guys doing the game, I don't even know who they were, but I'm sure they're fine gentlemen. But all they talked about was the fact it was in a football or a baseball venue. That's all they talked about. So, I mean, whatever, Big Ten Network. do Be better. Be better at your job. You're really lousy right now. Whereas producers or whatever, they're not doing a good job. And they continue to not care about Purdue. One of the founding members of the conference plays backseat to Rutgers and Penn State. Penn State gets the, gets the primary feed. Screw that. Okay? Purdue's fighting for the West. Purdue's in a really good position. Now they have seven wins. They're in a great position. They deserve more respect than they're getting, and Big Ten needs to do what their Big Ten Network needs to do what they promised and actually put Purdue on the air. Anyway, let's go for uh, Adam Warsaw uh, checking in. Warsaw checking in. That's uh, of course Adam from Eat AJ's, and uh, I'm glad he's here. I'm glad they're here, and I'm gonna uh, give a shout out to them right away. EatAJ's.com. If you're near campus, you're on campus. Go over to AJ's, get a burger, get a pint, um, burgers, beef, beer. Uh, that's AJ's. Check them out. Uh, let's talk about uh, basketball as well. Let's do that. Um, real quickly, um, I'm, I'm not going to give you a full, I probably will have another quick cast later this week. I probably have a wrap up tomorrow after the, uh, Villanova game Purdue's set to play Villanova at one o'clock after beating North Carolina, North Carolina was 18th in all the land. Purdue was sixth coming in. Purdue wins 93, 84 to me. The most noteworthy story there is Purdue scores 90 points again. They're doing it every game guys. And it doesn't matter who the, uh, the opponent is so far. Uh, they found a way to do it, and they've done it with. <laughs> if you're if you're a person who likes to shoot archery or go to the range, and you say you're you're clustering your shots, Purdue is clustering their shots because they're they're scoring a consistent amount of points right in the 90s. They look awfully good. This offense continues to show its ability to make plays. They have weapons all over the court. Uh, just an incredible team. I said it on Twitter. I'll say it here to you guys. That game had a special feel. The venue has a special feel. I mean, I know it's in a casino, but on TV. It feels like a Final Four. You have four very good teams meeting in one location. You have all sorts of fan bases there pulling for them in the crowd. One thing that's probably better than it would be in a Final Four is the Purdue contingent is strong there. Uh, Jay Money, of course, is there. He's in Mohegan Sun. Anish was at uh, uh, was at Wrigley Field earlier today. So you had two uh, representations from Boiled Sports in the venues today. That's awesome. Um, I, I think they're probably... Uh, equally soaking up the goodness of the game. So Purdue football plays in a baseball park. Purdue basketball plays in a casino. And um, Purdue's results were pretty darn good. Let's go for the, through a couple of stats real quick. Caleb First played 32 minutes, and he continues to be rock solid. Eight points, two blocks, five rebounds. Not not big on the glass, but he was doing the little things, which he always does. I think the, the biggest thing that I loved about Caleb First today 
was he went two for three from three. Um, I actually thought he went three for three um, until I saw these stats. I'm, I'm, I, I, my brain played a trick on me. But both times, I think both of his threes were off of guards driving, dishing out when he was wide open, and he knocked down the shot. Uh, next, uh, you have Jaden Ivey, an amazing, amazing game. He had 22 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, and only 1 turnover. And, by the way, North Carolina shrank a, I want to say, 6-point lead in the second half, down to nothing, took the lead, had a 1-point lead. And Jaden Ivey had none of it. He was not going to have any of it. Took the game over. We saw speed from Ivy with the ball that we've never seen, literally never seen in the open court. He pushed the ball so hard. On one play, he pushed in, kicked out to Sash, who was red hot most of the game from three, except for towards the end of the half. I'll talk about that in a second. But Sash had it hit, bombed a three. Next time down, Ivy, Ivy gets a, a loose ball or a steal, pushes it up again, hits it to the corner, I think, or hits behind him first, another three. And then the next possession, Ivy pushes up the court. And this time, he decides to go right into the chest of um, one of North Carolina's big men. I can't remember his name right now um the redhead guy with the beard and uh, he's a transfer and uh draws the foul makes the, I, I think he made the bus bucket <clears throat> regardless he took the game over with his athleticism plain and simple is excellent yes yeah manic so uh, there you go so manic was the guy uh, lbd helps me he had manic had 27 uh, minutes played and six points and um he didn't play quite as well as I thought he did. Uh, thought he would. I actually thought he'd have a little bit more impact, especially he came in early because of foul trouble. Um, that was one thing that was Bacot or Bacot uh, from North Carolina fouled out first, one of their forwards. I want you guys to think about something. Purdue wins 93-84. Uh, Ivy has 22 points. Stefanovic, 23 points, 8 assists. 23 points, 8 assists. Um, and then Trey Williams, 20 points, uh, just 4 rebounds, but it felt like he had more, an assist and a steal. Purdue played a great game. They played their game, which is somebody's going to make plays. There are a lot of guys out there that can make plays. But they took a shot from a team that really wanted to get respect. Because I think North Carolina had lost a spot or two in the polls in spite of being undefeated coming in because they had a pretty lackluster game last week. It's one that I watched too. I thought there was a chance Purdue could win by 20. They didn't end up doing that. But let's not forget, North Carolina is filled with good players. They have two or three five-star guys that are difference makers. They are guys that are important to their team. And then on top of that, they have three three transfers of guys that were all-conference type players at other places who weren't as highly touted out of high school. So this is not a bad North Carolina team. Purdue took their shots. It had that game, that feel of an NCAA tournament where it was back and forth. And every time it would flex in, Purdue would push it out to eight or nine points. That was super impressive for me. Great effort. Uh, Purdue did it all over the floor. Trey Williams played a little angry again. Nice to see. Um, Brandon Newman was super quiet. I think if there's one disappointment I'd have, it was Newman was was not on his game. He had no points in 11 minutes. Um, but... Uh, Man, it seemed like everybody, when, when Purdue needed to play, they'd find a guy to make a play. Edie and Williams both got into foul trouble relatively early in this game, and um, that kind of matters. But Purdue, at one point, they didn't even have a center in the game, if you watch the game, and they still were able to do big things. I'm going to read some comments here real quick before I draw out the close. Before I uh, uh, read the comments, I'm going to tell you, these comments, these comments are brought to you by our friends at Martin Vintage. MartinVintage.com. Check them out. Enter Boiled at checkout. Get 15% off. Uh, that's uh, the Martin family. It's uh, Marcus Martin and his wife Vanessa are the founders. They are great people. Check them out. Uh, Purdue folks, just like AJ's. So first, um, okay, Theodore Berkeley says, uh, my daughter is six-year-old. Purdue football and basketball are undefeated in the in that time. Coincidence. What? Wait a second. 
Daughter is six years old. Purdue football and basketball are undefeated in that time. Coincidence. I don't even understand, Theodore. Maybe you can clarify because I am positive Purdue football and basketball are not undefeated in that time, so maybe I can't read. Uh, but uh, Ultimate Boiler, our old pal, says, first is so fundamentally sound, my goodness, and he's just a freshman. First look great. And I will also say, Ultimate Boiler, how did Ivy treat you today? What would you think of that? All right. Uh, let's... Uh, Let's see. Uh, there's a reason Ivy wears number 23, says Kevin Past. And um, whew, uh, that's a big comparison. I'm not going to go that far, but I will say Ivy looks a lot like uh, his old buddy who plays for the Grizzlies. Um, his speed in the open court is really noteworthy. His combination of size and speed is crazy to me. Um, so Purdue gets to play Villanova tomorrow. That's awesome. They So they have a chance to go 3-1 and one in football and basketball this weekend. The volleyball team beat Michigan on Friday. Um, and they are rolling. Uh, I'm not a big volleyball fan. I loved Shondell, though. That's pretty, pretty great. Um, let's see. Let's see. I'm going to try to do this. I have a really hard time doing this really quick. Oh, okay. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Theodore Berkey clarifies me. I, my daughter is six days old. Okay. There we go. His daughter is six days old, and Purdue is undefeated in those six days. That's because your daughter is clearly a good luck charm. I hope you named her after me, Theodore. Um, Boiler Dowd Berkey has quite a ring to it. I assume that's what you did. Um, let's see. Uh, Ultimate Boiler says, Ivy was beautiful as always. Yes, he was. Um, and I would say this Boiler team is beautiful. Let's soak in what these guys are. This is a playmaking team. The defense is, this is one thing today. The defense wasn't always good, but when it had to be, it was really good. And those guys are attacking the glass when they have to. I would say it's almost like they, I, I hate saying this, they kind of... Um, are saving their energy, but that's not an unusual, that's not a usual thing for Purdue teams, right? Lots of energy, lots of speed. Purdue breaks out, goes into these fits where they are faster than the other team. When North Carolina tried to match Purdue's speed and intensity and transition game, they would turn the ball almost every time. So this is a great Purdue offense. There's no other way to say it. Just in the early returns, I don't think I can say anything but that. So um, I'm going to wrap it up today, and before I do it, I'm going to say thanks to Martin Vintage. I'm going to say thanks to Derek Diltz. That's the owner of Martin Vintage. He's a great guy. He's a boilermaker. Go to martinvintage.com, enter boiled at checkout, get 15% off there as well. Hope your Christmas shopping is going well, but it, man, you can get a gift card at AJ's. You can get a t-shirt at Martin Vintage, and you can get a grill grate or a custom uh, yard uh, apparatus. You can get some flower pots, whatever, at, at, Mar at uh, Gridiron Metalworks. You're going to be happy. And the person you give your, that stuff to is going to feel like, wow, you're a genius, I can tell you. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, I hope you have a great evening. It's 7 o'clock now here in God's country. Well, I'm not technically in God's country. I'm in central Indiana. But uh, 7 o'clock in uh, West Lafayette right now. And tomorrow, your Boilers get to play again against Villanova. We'll see you. Have a great day. God bless. Hammer down.